The Off the Huzzle Podcast would like to thank all their sponsors, TaylorMade Golf, Last Mountain Distillery, Molson Coors, Rubber Co., and Cutter and Buck Canada. Now, it's time for your starting lineup. The pro hockey player, Turner Ripplinger. The golf insider, Tori Coglin. The original co-host, Troy Koser. And your host, Drew Koser. Now, sit back and enjoy the podcast, Off the Hosel. Hey everybody, we're back in the episode Off the Hosel, episode 124. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. Not joined by Snack Guy Rip or Troy, but we do have on, as always, from, or not from, but resides in Birmingham, Alabama, our golf insider, Tori Coglin, me and Tori today for you on episode 124. Uh, before we get to bring in Tori, we got to mention that this is the pre-show of our guest today, Rubber Co. Sponsored, founded in 2021, made out of 100% recycled tires, has tons to offer, offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website at www.rubbercrow.com. On social media as well at Rubber Crow, can call 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. Always got to choose the right rubber. Absolutely. Tori, there he is. What's up, man? What's going on? What's uh, what's new with you? Not much, dude. I'm just getting uh, – I've been fishing a lot. Holy shit, I've been fishing my dick off. But Yeah? Uh, oh, caught a nice pig this morning, actually. But uh, – no, and just getting fired up to come up there uh, for the uh, mid-am. Yep, that is exciting. I, I am just about to sign up officially. Um, I cannot play the, the full event, like the men's am and the mid. I'm just going to play the mid-am, the three-day event. It's probably better for my game. We're, we're, we're going to find out. Maybe I just get tired, but um, three days. I'm going up on Monday, play a little pracky round, okay, a little pracky. And then uh, it all starts on Tuesday. I kind of hope if anyone from Golf Sash is listening, put me and Tori together. I think that'd be awesome, man. Awesome for the podcast. Awesome for us to play together for once. That so, would be fun. So if anyone has any connections out there listening. Also, if anyone from Golf Sask is listening, do not put me with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I like that. And I like that I'm a lot. kidding. Okay, uh, open pit. This is kind of where we're at right now. You've been fishing. I, I was just in Edmonton for seven days at the Brick Tournament, the first part of the two weeks, I guess, because right now that's where T-Bone is right now, T-Dog, uh, with the 2012 group. I had the 2011s. Uh, man, it was so much fun, to be honest with you. Like, it, it, it was such a cool experience for not only myself, but these players, man, that they're so good and I had the 2011 group and, you know, we were in every game, um, you know, a couple bounces either way could have went, you know, obviously fortunate for us, but they didn't. And that's, that's sport. And sometimes you need some luck to get some wins. And, but the one thing I will say though, is it's such a, such a well-ran event. Um, I learned a lot. The players were great, man. It's such a respectful team and like they're for how old they are. And like, they're so, you know, well-behaved, you know, and it's, it's awesome to see. And, 
for anyone that doesn't know what the brick tournament is, it's, you know, I think the youngest or the best Adam tournament for their age, I believe. And I want to say Western Canada, but I mean, it's probably national because there's teams from the States. So um, that would be international, international event. So yeah, no, it was fun. We, we didn't uh, end up winning a game. We won an exhibition game against Chicago and nice to win that. And then we lost a couple tight ones to you know, Toronto and then, Connecticut, I believe is that, that that's in New York, right? Area. It's next to New York. Uh, Connecticut is its own state, and New York is in its own state. So, would like players from Rochester play on Team Connecticut? Well, Rochester's in New York, but they 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 might play for a team in Connecticut. Yeah, just so like called that because they, they chanted CJR. Yeah, Connecticut Junior Rangers. So it actually used to be coached by Martin Saint Louis, but no longer. What's hey? What's it like? Uh, do you do you get more nervous with like all the people watching at the brick? Like, because I saw pictures and there's like people standing up so, like up above the rink. Yeah, I, I just tune it out to be honest. Like, I don't. Even, all I'm worried about now oh, is honestly professional. No, you're honestly, professional. I just don't even. Cause it's so loud in there as it is like just, just the mall so loud. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, that's why I mean, talking about experience that like it was kind of like you were kind of coaching in like an, in an, an AHL game, but it was just such a big building and loud. And yeah, man, I, I didn't, I didn't worry about uh, 17, 11 year olds. So more worried about them than, than the crowd. So you weren't checking out the 22 year olds shopping at fucking <laughs> forever. 21. Aldo. Nope, was not doing that because, uh, like I said, you're just into the game. I don't know. It, it was fun, man. Like it, it was a big eye opener, and I had a lot of fun. And uh, these kids are going to play some good hockey, and that's why I told all those guys, like, you guys are all going to play somewhere. This doesn't reflect who you are as a player. And I don't know, man. I, I had a lot of fun. No, but that's awesome. That's a great experience for the kids, and that's a, that's a big deal that tournament. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it, it's is exactly what it is. And then so then. Later, a lot of portion of the week, uh, Sunday, I played the P Club, Petroleum Golf and Country Club, I believe. Dude, sick track. Mint everywhere. The tee boxes, I thought it was the putting green. Like, just, un- like, I didn't want to put a tee in the ground. It was so nice. Um, shot 75. I started out okay. I was playing guilty, though. So, started out pretty. Then it's even the front nine, three over the back. I'll take it first time playing it. Bang, bang. bad playing a blue blue gold combo big dog tease yeah so such a loser that's uh that's where we're at well, let's go to pga now um the john deere last week with jt poston 21 under par wins by three i couldn't even say the guy that finished second place name so i'm sorry um uh, i believe it was bezer hoot or something like it was english oh, of english oh. names Best swing on the tour. No way, really? Dude, you got to watch him swing the golf club. I can't say his name either, though. Was that close? Was it Bezer Hoot? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm also saying like like the girl from Home Alone. Les Incompetents. It's like like Bezen Hurt or... Okay, I was close. I I don't know. Okay. I got it. So anyhow, I watched a little bit of golf. I, I was so busy, man, with that hockey tournament. I didn't have time to even turn the TV on. So that... And then do you want to go to next week is the Barbezo Championship. 
And that is brought to you by Bet99. And Tori's going to read off a little ad read for us. And we're going to have our picks. The field's a little slight. Uh, I have my pick ready, but I want you to rip off an ad read. Brought to you by Bet99. Well, if you want to go Bet99 and bet on these boys, it's a good app. It's a good website. The uh, sign-up code is off the hosel one all one word, and the digit one, not the word one. Um, you can use Bet99. You can download it on your phone. Bet responsibly. Know your limits. And win some money. Let's go. Bet99, always. Uh, also, I have to get some swag out to you. I talked to the rep the other day, whatever, the person. He's going to get some uh, some swag for us. And then I hope it'd be nice if he's down here before I left. I just bring it to you. But if not, I'll ship it all your way. Because you are our gambling expert. I'm taking Ryan Bezin, Moore this week, by Bezin, the way. Hoot, but We're still on that name? Bezu Denhoot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. know we we probably name. should learn it because he's probably going to be winning some points sometime here. Dude, I'm telling you, you watch his golf swing. It's I unbelievable. Uh, I'm taking Ryan Moore this week, though, in the Barbezo Championship to win. The American. Oh, right. Throwback. I got I to gotta go with my boy Trey Mullinax. Your boy's playing. We need well, to turn on the show. So. Let's get that down. Let's figure that out. I'm going to try. All right. Look, hang, hang on. Uh, I see Ryan Moore up there. Yeah, give me Trey. He's All due. Right. He, he's missed a couple cuts. He's due, he's due for a big one. Playing on okay. home turf. Well, we need Trey on the show. So let's shit. get that figured out. What's that? Let's get Trey on the show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get Taylor made to send me some yellow balls. Before we go into a golf sask talk, I want to talk about the NHL quickly. Uh, head coaches. I always love seeing this stuff. Rick bonus to Dallas, Bruce Cassidy to Vegas. Also, do you notice that DeBrusque is now wanting to stay in Boston because he wanted to leave. So I'm not saying it's because of Bruce Cassidy, but he's now staying that it's, I don't know. Not much, you know. You know, Rick Bonus is this is his Rick Bonus. No, I know exactly who he is. He was there before, he was there with the old team at the original Jets, dude. I'm so old. I remember when Rick Bonus was the uh, the original coach for the Ottawa Senators in '92, I think it was '91 or '92. Really, that's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, also, I was gonna ask you this question maybe you'll know the answer for me, maybe you'll have a good discussion about it. Um, Mike Babcock, like, does he get a chance again in the National Hockey League? I think so. Like sooner than later, I'd I'd, I'd say within two years. Because I think there's even talks of like Joel Quinville getting getting another shot. I, I I think Quinville will be. Oh shit! I think they'll be at about the same time. I really think Quinville will get another chance. And I think Babcock will too. But it's I, I gonna be Griffin. it's gonna be like a random like well, it ain't gonna be Carolina. I'm just trying to think of it like a random team. Columbus. Could be Columbus. Perfect spot for him. Anyhow, that's my uh, my hockey talk on that. Wasn't much, but do you want to go to golf staff talk now? We can. Uh, I want to congratulate 
Colby Frederick on winning yeah. the Central Am. That's a big score there. Colby. Yeah, it's a tough turn to win there. Right? I think. But yeah, it used to be. Um, it looked the field looked a little small. I don't I don't know what's going on with that. Um, hopefully, it can kind of get a resurgence here. Who is but, second place? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Why don't you? <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. I thought you had it in front of you. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at right here. Let's go to there. The... There was a couple. There was a couple big dogs in there. Okay, so the Saskatchewan, uh, our, our golf, Saskatchewan, uh, I guess we'll segment, we'll call it. Obviously, we talk about Saskatchewan golf. It's brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Man, these guys, <sighs> unbelievable. Try it. Vodka, whiskey, rum. Um, they have like this, what's it, this root beer, uh, root beer uh, liqueur. Oh, my gosh, gosh, unbelievable. Try them out today. Last Mountain Distillery, located in Lumsden and distilled in Lumsden. And I believe they're in over 100 different retailers across the province. Check them out. Please do it responsibly. Okay. Hey, Coach, Coach bring me some of that Dale Pickle vodka up to uh, PA. Yes, I will bring some stuff. I'm going to try. Remind me to bring. I'll bring some bottles for you. Uh, I will. Okay. Uh, by the way, second Top three at the uh, central was Colby and then Brock Ochitwa and Bri okay. Brian Matkowski. Matkowski. And my boy Mo from uh, from North Battleford, T4. It's, first so, off, it's, it's Ochitwa, third, Matkowski, longest hitter in the world. Hits at 700 yards. Anyways. That's it. Nice work, boys. Okay. Junior girls, U13. Right now we're at the, the junior provincials. We're going to read off all... The U13, the U15, the U19 for the women's, men's, and junior juniors. Give everyone a little shout out. Okay. Here it is. And that's brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Got my shirt. Okay. Lee Yuna. She's in first place right now over Taylor Sienna. That's it for the U13s. The U15s. Oh, is it last name first if it's a comma? What's fucking name? Oh, I might have messed that up. U13s. Yuna Lee, first place. Sienna Taylor, second place. That's U13s. U15, Chloe Willis in first place. At 78 today, the Royal Regina. Nice work. Second place, Nia Friesen. Where's your top two for now? There's a lot of names. Junior Women's, U19. Ella Kozak, plus 578. Nice work. Uh, and Brooklyn Fry, plus 982 today. So she's close. Big day tomorrow. No, it's three days. A lot, a lot of work here. This is a lot of reading here. Bantam Men U15. Bantam in golf now? This is sick. Uh, Ryan Mosher, plus four, 74 today. Dane Giesbrecht, plus six, 76. Junior Boys U13. Austin Nesbitt, plus 12, 81. And Jackson Greensbrick, plus 18, 87. So he's in, oh, okay, out of breath here. The U19s, what a round today by Tommy Danielson. Minus two, 69, how are you? Where's and he out of? Second, Chase oh, Pochico, minus one, one back. And a shout out to my boy, Lucote, plus one. So there's a tight racer there for the U19s. There's a lot of players. 
junior men, U17, plus two, Darian Herlich, plus 273, Ryden Amberson, plus 273. Here we go. Got some shooters tomorrow. 10 to 12 junior boys. I'll tell you, it's Stableford. I'm confused. We're going to leave that. My brain hurts. Uh, day two tomorrow at the Royal Regina Golf Club, where I play at. Go watch. Check them out. These players are going to be sick. Um, I believe there's three to tournaments. So, yeah. That's the well, juniors. Last... That's the junior provincials right now. And we just la- labeled all right from the U13s to U19 boys. One last thing. We, we haven't covered the Stanley Cup finals yet, have we? Nope. Well, do you want to so do the men's mid am first and then go to that? No. Okay. We'll just knock the hockey out and then we'll talk golf. Sure. So, congrats, Colorado. Two Sasky boys, Josh, Josh Manson and uh, Darcy Kemper. And Jerry Bedner. And Bedner. So, three. Well, two players and a coach. Coaches don't um, count, Drew. Yes, they Everyone do. knows that. Yes, they Oh, do. okay. Anyways, uh, yes, no, it was a good, uh, good Stanley Cup final. How about Cooch snapping on the equipment manager? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But he's not, he's not at fault, though. Be ready. You, had, you have one job to do. In the biggest well, sections of the game. Now, I, I don't think it's a hard job. My, I don't know if I would have thrown my glove at the train. Those guys do so much for you. Yeah. I don't know if I, I would have just grabbed someone else's stick. Grab Hedman's. Grab someone's on the bench. Get a righty or a lefty. Like, just, it, was a little, it was a little intense to throw something at him. Yeah. That's unnecessary roughness. So, five yards. Hey, let's be honest though. The best team won the Stanley Cup. No, they did. They did, and I and I picked Tampa. And I, I just called out. They sucked at Tory. Wow. Well, there you go. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take my L. Bet ninety nine. Bank. Um, but yeah, it was a good. It was a good. Um, was it six games or seven? Was it six? Yeah, six it was games. six. It was six. It was a great series, and. I mean, Tampa threw the kitchen sink at him in the third period in game six. Just, you know, Kemper, Saskatoon boy, stepped up. Right. Said, what's up? Yeah, no, it was a good, uh, it was a good playoffs. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun right from that game one of just the playoffs in general right to the last one. So, uh, but also, how about you just break the cup like before you leave the building? Dummy. Oh my cup. God. That's a oh. tough look. And then dummy it again, like two nights later at the bar. <laughs> oh, I love the guy sliding in though. Number 16 coming in for the pick and just boom. He didn't even play. And he has the cup. He's just like body slammed the thing. Okay. Well, I'm glad you said he didn't play because I didn't even recognize the name. I, I yeah, saw his jersey I and I was like, was who's that? But I was like, that it was hilarious. Like, it was so funny. Like, I felt bad for him. But like, he just like uh, RKO'd the thing right on the ground, ruined the ice probably. <laughs> RKO. Dummy did. True, that that's the funniest thing you've ever said in your life. Good job. Appreciate it. Okay, back to golf. Golf brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery, our team. Uh, the men's in mid am and ladies are next week up in Cook at Prince Albert, sorry, in Prince Albert at Cook, Muni, Water Track, probably Augusta, Saskatchewan. I'd say it's up there, right, Tori? Uh, 
best municipal course in the world. Yeah. Throwing it out there. So I'm excited. And like, it's, I haven't played a whole lot of golf this year, to be honest with you. I, I haven't even touched the range, but I played two rounds. Sometimes less is more. And I'm going to go in there with an open mind, have some fun with it. I love that track. I've always had some success there. So that's a positive. And yeah, I'm betting 99 myself here. Take myself to, to not miss the cut. That's bold, considering there is no cut. Oh, okay. Oof. Thank gosh. Uh, well, you're playing too, and you're coming up. So you, what are you looking forward to? You're excited? I'm, I'm really just excited to see the boys. Um, hey, if I mean, anyone needs a roommate for the, for the week, let me know. Still don't have a place to stay yet. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm just excited to see the guys and, and just have fun. Like, I know I'm just going to blow my brains out and probably might break 80 once. I don't know. I've only played two rounds this year, so it's, it's a joke, but. Yeah, um, for sure. The, yeah, the excuse factor is really heating up. Um, yeah, Tori, I mean, <laughs> I, I wish you nothing but the best. You know, you're, you're, you're a veteran, though. You're, you've won this before. So it's, it's the mid, not the power, amateur. power of mine, man. You said it'd be positive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have fun. I th- and I think that's going to help me. I have no expectations, which me neither. That's helped me in the past. We, also, one thing, too, we need to do is get everyone that we've had on, have them on again. Okay. What do you think? No? I mean, sure. Okay. <laughs> There's probably some cool guys that we don't even know about that are out there. True. So you haven't been on the podcast we'll yet. This week. Give us a show. Okay. We uh, need to get, hey, we need to get Riles on live show. Yeah, we need him on the show. I'll, I'll bring the We have down. to get Riles. Just we have me. to. Okay. Uh, let's go to our guest today. How's that sound? Sounds good, Mr. Andrew. Yeah, our guest today is from oh, I'm gonna mess this up now. Bo Beer. I got it. Bo Beer. Bo Beer, Saskatchewan. He actually was born in Nepwin and he's now residing in Edmonton. He worked at Sportsnet for a long time. Twenty five years, bruh. Yeah, no wonder there anymore. He's now doing his own podcast called The Hedge. It's actually kind of a cool thing. I've listened to quite a few of them. He's a great dude. He's funny. Has good stories. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. I think it was 59 minutes on the on the nose. Uh, Tori, anything before we send it over to Andrew Walker? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, he has great hair. He's a very good talker. And I like that he's got a little edge to him. Love that. Yeah, that is true. He's fiery. Great dude. Uh, and great hair. Yeah, that is that is verified. Um, and he okay. was an open book. I, I feel like he was very honest about things. Yeah, we talked about, you know, he, he, he called it canceled. Yeah, he called it canceled. And he, we talked about that for a little bit. And he's, a, he's an open book. That's for sure. No, no, he was a great guest. I enjoyed it. Okay, well, there it is. The pre-show of Off the Hosel brought to you by Rubber Co., Bet 99 and Last Mountain Distillery. Uh, here's episode 124 with Andrew Walker. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hustle is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, 
date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter & Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter & Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, we're pleased to have on today from Bo Beer, Saskatchewan. Currently resides in Edmonton. He's a longtime radio host, been working in radio since 2004. He was last working for Sportsnet, but he's now running his own podcast called The Hedge. We couldn't be happier for him. This should be a great interview today. After all that, we're pleased to have on Andrew Walker. Hey, fellas, what's up? Always love talking to good Sasky boys. Absolutely. Yeah, this is also, I mean, toot my own horn that I was a pretty good intro. I'm not going to lie. So that was uh, above average. Bobby yeah. 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 yeah too bad it was your 11th take. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. Uh, okay. Andrew, first, uh, what's new with you, man? What's, what's happening? What's going on? And uh, yeah, walk, walk, what's up? Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, I've been following you guys a little bit on social media and, and, and you always have these good Saskatchewan hockey guys on. I wanted to be part of it. It's great. But um, yeah, I, I long kind of mainstream media career just kind of wrapped up in the last couple of years, you know, not by my choice, but that's kind of the way the industry is going. You don't gotta, you know, read very many things on the internet to see that everyone's just cut and bait. Right. So, right. um, you know, I, I still do what I do. So yeah, I started the podcast called the hedge. It's more of a national thing. I'm, I'm based out of Edmonton All my family's here. So I'm doing it here, but we're a couple months in and yeah, it's going, it's going pretty well. It's, you know, the, the talking, like I can, I can do that. Right. Like that's nothing new. Um, you know, I can, I can talk a year off, but the whole, you know, sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff like that, that's been a learning curve. So it's been a good start, but yeah, uh, it's called the hedge. It's sports, sports betting. It's the hedgepod.com. If you know, your listeners want to check it out and, and uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. No, no free ads, Andrew, but that was great, man. Um, <laughs> no, so Kill me. Yeah. Invo check invoice it. me, <laughs> check them out. The hedge, uh, Andrew, we're going to talk about that in a little bit here, but I have so many questions, obviously about your past and what you're up to now, but let's backtrack to, you know, a young Andrew Walker born in Nippon, then grew up in Bo beer, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, what kind of, you know, things we up to, such as hobbies, sports, uh, name it. Yeah. You name it. Well, you know, I, I grew up, yeah. Bo beer, which is way down like Weyburn Estevan area, like about probably 10 miles off the U S border, uh, about two hours straight, straight South of Regina. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I had two younger brothers and, and we grew up in this tiny, it's not even a village. It's a Hamlet really. And there's like four or five towns in a row. Like if you go on, um, highway 18, uh, uh, east to west, it would go Estevan, Torquay, Unger, Bobier, Lake Alma, Gladmar, Minton. Anyway. Uh, and, and yeah, we like, you know, there was no internet, there was no cell phones. We just rode our bikes and we played every sport and watched every sport. And, and that's, you know, that's where we kind of got our love for sports and played in high school and played hockey and all kinds of stuff like that. But, um, yeah, that was kind of the basis for it. And, and, uh, on, on a whim when I graduated high school, cause I, I couldn't get into anything business related or commerce related. So I decided to, to try broadcasting just cause I like sports so much. And, ended up kind of being a bit of a natural fit. So 
Well, yeah, they haven't they haven't put up the sign yet though, like the hometown, like home of Andrew Walker sign. They haven't done that yet. You got time. You got time. Yeah. Just put that so, bit in. I'm sure that that'll happen soon. Be, being from a, a town that small, did did all your like all the four towns that you just mentioned? Did you guys like join up to make teams? Well, basically, yeah. So every town kind of had a feature to it, right? It was like you know our town had the co-op. And ours was the smallest, but we had the co-op and my dad was actually a minister. And so one of the churches was in our town. And then one town over was like the bar and the curling rink. And then the next town over was the hockey rink. And the next town over was the high school uh, and, and things like that. So my school was, it felt very American. Like we were really good at baseball. We were really good at basketball. And I was one of the only guys that actually played hockey. So I had to go, you know, drive all, myself all the way out to the, uh, to the east to play hockey in Torquay which was, uh, um, I don't know if you guys have a Joel step on, uh, the show before, but he was a Torquay guy and ended up playing pro, but anyway, so yeah, we, and we go to, I grew up watching the SJHL. We go to Weyburn Red Wing games and S Van Bruin games all the time. And then up to Regina on a real special night to either watch the riders or watch the Pats. And when I was growing up, it was like Barrett Jackman and, oh, yeah. uh, Brad Stewart and Philip Novak. Matt Hubbard was always my favorite Regina yeah, Pat my when I was a kid. Hubs? Yeah. Yeah, Je- Jeff Friesen is my my favorite. Oh yeah, all Kyle Calder, Josh Holden. That was those were the days. That's a, actually that's Matt a team Matt, right Matt Delahaye is because that's my cousin. Matt, <laughs> I should probably say he's my favorite. Matt Hubber, the man that guy is. Um, so we we like stayed as like family <laughs> friends from like when I was like really young to like not so much now, but when I was probably my 15, 16 years. That guy was the hardest, fastest skater in warm ups I've ever seen in any sport ever. Um, unbelievable. Like this guy would just be humming around pitch dark. Keep your head up and warm up, kids. When Hub's on the ice, <laughs> oh yeah, right there. And his let, and let's his not style, gloss over his style was like ahead of his time too. Right, like he, he just looked slick, and he was like small and shifty when there wasn't that many shifty guys. And then years later, sort of dropped years later. Remember when when I think it was CBC they did that making weird, the cut, making the cut, and it was oh, yeah. uh, it was him and I remember him and Lou Dickinson were the two guys that I could remember on that show, and I was like, oh holy shit, it's Hub's. Who was the one guy that played too? He was like, was it, um, was it Harvey or no, Todd Harkins? Is that his name? Todd Harkins. Yeah. That's playing the show. Familiar. And then he went back to yeah. the, he was out of the game and then, went, and then he went on making the cut. Right. But uh, yeah, he was like Atlanta or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that, that's, that's probably the cruel show I've seen in a long time. They spring that back. And what, the only, the only thing is it, it was a great, yeah, you got a pro deal. So, but it, it, it was hilarious because it was just like, um, like there's no such thing as like it's not like the air up there with Kevin Bacon. Like there's no undiscovered talent in the NHL. Like all right. these guys that went on the show, like every scout and every team knows who they are. Yeah, they just aren't good enough, you know. Yeah, exactly. There it is. That's uh, that's unbelievable. Hey, Andrew, here's a question for you. And I, I've always, asked, I think I've asked a few of this, a few of you people like this before. Like, what's it like interviewing? I don't know, being on a podcast when you're already like legit and you've been there and you're talking to us, like. We must sound just brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, I don't look at it like from a broadcasting perspective. I, I don't know. Everyone's, everyone's different. I, I've always really enjoyed the thing is all my stops, you know, along the way I've always kind of, and it's kind of one of the reasons I, I, I got let go to is I've, I've always um, had kind of a personality. I've always had opinions. I've been a bit controversial. I've, I've kind of called it like it is. And you need it's that, a bit though. of, it's a bit of an act though. Right. Like, like I'm at the heart, I'm like a Saskatchewan guy. I, I I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good friend. I, we can go for a beer, 
And so I've always kind of liked um, doing things like this or meeting, you know, people in public or at a game or at the sports bar because I'm a normal guy. And, right. and there's a lot of guys that come into conversations with me being like, oh, this guy's a dick. And then they leave like, ah, he's not too bad. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. so that's kind of how, how I approach it. So you just brought up something that kind of got my attention. Like you say, it's a bit of an act, like, like obviously you see guys like Stephen A. Smith and blah, blah, blah. Like, like I see a lot of the American broadcast stuff, but so when you say it's a bit of an act, like do you just take kind of, do you say the odd thing just to kind of get things rolling, like get some attention and stuff, like, even though you may or may not believe it. Yeah, for sure. With it, within reason. I mean, like I stopped one of the problems about of working in in um, you know media and covering teams is and they don't really tell you this when you're a kid because you get into it because you love sports and you love the games and you love the players but that shit gets old man like your your fandom takes a beating and like I remember um, I remember when I first moved to Toronto and I was working for Sportsnet there. And I had been there for a, for a while. Like, it was pretty cool because there's the Leafs and the Raptors and the Blue Jays. And I remember one night, um, we were short-staffed or something like that. And, and one of my bosses, like the assistant bosses, asked if I, like, hey, I know you're, like, not, it's not your job, really. But do you mind going to the Leafs game tonight and, like, getting some audio? Because we had a guy calling sick and we know that you might be going anyway. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's not really what I wanted to do my Saturday night or whatever. But I'm like, sure, I can do it. And so there I am kind of like moping and going to the, going to the game, which is like my childhood dream. Right. Hate so it for up, you, man. Yeah. And I'm up in the press box and it's like <laughs> Leafs Habs and it's Saturday night and uh, it's the first intermission. And, and I, and I, and in, in the, in the ACC or now it's whatever Scotiabank uh, in the, like there's a washroom right up there in the press box. So it's Saturday night and I go into the, in, into the washroom, take a piss. And I, I am at the urinal and the two urinals next to me, it's Bobby Orr and Scotty Bowman, like just taking a piss. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I got to get my mind right here. Cause like, I would have pissed for three hours. I well, I was like, here. I was like, I didn't even want to be here. And I'm like, I got to remember. And I told myself this my whole career. It's like, you got to remember what 14 year old you would have thought. And if there's ever a night where I'm like, Oh, I got to go to the blue Jays game. Like 14 year old me would kick myself in the dick. Right. Like just go and live the dream. Holy. Like enjoy it. You know, that is unbelievable. That is sick. The, well, and, Tr- and Toronto so, especially because, like, it was the hub, right? So every agent, every GM, every guy in a scouting trip, Saturday night at at uh, at the ACC, like, it would be just a who's who. That's interesting. I, I never really thought about that, that there'd be guys from other teams. And oh, yeah. Asia, yeah. You know. Oh, and, and the big-time agents, right? Like, yeah, Donnie Meehan and all those guys. Is Bobby Orr still an agent? Yep. Yeah. He uh, – yeah, he – who did he uh, – I can't keep track of who his guys are, but he like congratulated someone the other day. It, it might even been Makar. Like, don't quote me, but I saw him tweet. He was like, "Hey, congratulations! So proud of you, or whatever." But he saw his yeah, big time guys in the show. Wow, who's his? Who's his big guy? Doesn't he have McDavid? Or, who's who's McDavid's agent? Do you know? McDavid went. I think McDavid went to Newport. Okay, um, don't quote me. So I think he changed to. I think Donnie Meehan is this guy. Honestly, so so. You've, you've touched on it twice kind of briefly. Um, do you want to talk about the getting canceled, getting laid off, all that? What happened there? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I still try to wrap my mind around it. Being canceled is such a, is such a, a harsh word, right? Because we know the, what, that, what that connotation leads to. And I would say 
I don't know if I was canceled. I would say that there's a few times that the internet came to get me for, you know, whatever reason. Shocker. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, and that's a, that's a bad feeling when, because people just like, they pile on, they don't know the context. And there was a couple times where I got in, you know, shit from Sportsnet for things I said that weren't even that bad or things I ended up being right about, but they're just so, they're so soft and they're so terrified that you might offend somebody or whatever. And then I would say I wasn't canceled, but I was already kind of on the shit list for a few executives and all the people in my career, um, you know, that had promoted me or hired me or, or, you know, were part of my moves to Toronto or Vancouver, like Scott Moore and, and Dave Cadeau. There's these different executives. N number one, none of them were with the company anymore because they all left for greener pastures or whatever. So all the important guys, you know, that, that made the decisions, like, it was like getting a yeah. new coach on your team, right? Like there's a couple of people that didn't like me, didn't know me, but didn't like me. And I kind of had these little, even though I, I was a pretty good soldier for them. I had a few, you know, marks on my record. And, um, after that many years and, and moving across the country a couple of times, I, was, I had a good contract. I was making money. Then COVID hit. And it was just like, I was put it this way. I was a really easy guy to fire. Right. Um, and I, and, and also when you're operating, like, in a like last, you're on your last strike kind of, that's no way to live, you know? Uh, because yeah. the whole, you know, they paid me for 20 years to like have opinions. Right. And then the world changes a little bit, then they're terrified and they just want you to, you know, just be a nice guy, like on social media. Yeah. You know? So it was, uh, that sounds easy. Yeah. And the thing that bothered me the most about it is just cause, um, you know, and this sounds like a pump in my tires, but like I'm 37 and I'm, I'm really good at what I do. Right. And so it's like, whenever you're making like all oh, these massive cuts, like people, people, um, you know, every time a media company makes cuts, people are like, Oh, like this is bullshit. And, and they get all mad and like, it is terrible, but sometimes cuts were made. And I'm like, that wasn't a salary cut. Like that guy got cut because he sucked. Yeah. Right. And like, there's a different, that's a different thing. And so I always thought like, maybe I was a little bit invincible because like, why would they fire someone who's young and good? Yeah. But there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. And, and I was just kind of, by the end, I was just kind of doomed, you know, and it's, it sucks, but that's the way, that's the way mainstream media is going. It's the way newspapers went 10, 15 years ago. Now it's how radio and TV is going. And, as mad as I was that my career ended, I, I got to look at it like it was a head start for the digital world, which is where we're going. And hence the podcast, right? Right. Look, so look, look how podcasts are like crushing it now because people actually can voice their opinion. And these like, I, I don't want to say the companies are dinosaurs, but like, let the guys talk. Yeah. Like, look at TNT. Yeah. Like, they're a little on the racy side, especially with basketball. And people love it. It's like, how do you not understand that people just want the truth? And, you know, you don't have to drop F-bombs, but, yep. you know, just well, say it how it is. You know, one of the one of the problems, I, I saw it going this way because, like, um, I can't really speak for, for Bell, but Rogers, I know, they had gotten into the, the mode. If, like, 500 people like what you say and then one anonymous person is like, I'm offended, they would, like, side with that person. Right. And I heard one person say, like, if anything you say offends one person, you shouldn't say it. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. you know, and, and it's not like on. I was going on and talking yeah. about like race or like women's rights or anything like that. I was talking about sports. Right. So if I go on, I say Jake for 10 and it sucks and he'll never play and they need to cut him. 
like, yes, people will get mad, but that's, that's what a sports host is supposed to do. Right. And so it just, nothing made sense anymore. So when that happened, was there any, was there a, you know, TSN to the, Hey, Andrew, we want you on board. Or was it kind of just like, Hey, I'm, I'm done with this. Or was there no offers? And I want to start this podcast. Well, I mean, I, I did have, my contract gave me a severance and a non-compete, right? Oh, so, okay. you know, I wasn't, I wasn't desperately looking. I, I was good to get a little time off and time away. But when I did uh, start to kind of reach out and because and, I didn't know what I was going to do and I started reaching out to, you know, see if there was another good gig I could get. You know, I know TSN's tr- uh, morning show in Toronto was open and, and I felt like the attitude that, that I ran into was because the thing is about Canadian media, there's really just two big companies, right? There's TSN right. and there's Sportsnet. And I felt like TSN didn't want me because I was a Sportsnet guy. And Sportsnet, uh, you know, as much as they said, like, hey, we're letting you go because of like financial things, um, it was very final. Like they were basically like, we're done with the Walker <laughs> experiment. Yeah. So where does that leave you? Right. So there was some, you know, there was some shitty dark moments because much like a player when he retires and you guys have talked to these guys you know you're 37 you're 38 like my age and your career is done and no one will sign you anymore but you have 50 years left on the planet like what are you going to do a lot of these guys go through some tough times because it's they lose their sense of identity so i i went through a little bit of that for sure and i was like what am i going to do like fucking sell houses i don't know and then i then i started the podcast and who knows it might flounder but i but at least i'm doing it you know well, you have the hair for it. You should definitely sell houses there, Andrew. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bad suits and big hair. Okay, so I want to go just a little backtrack here now. Um, you mentioned off the record, working in Red Deer. And, I mean, the iconic Red Deer Rebels, like, they're always good. They find a way. The Sutters have, we've all heard it, probably the podcast with Chicklets and, you know, Brent went full in with the family and this and that. And um, they're always a good team. So more or less, uh, you covered the team. I don't even know what year. So I'll let you tell me that. And what was it like covering the the Rebels? Well, I, I covered them for, I was in Red Deer for six years. My first ever job, I was a teenager and I got a job in North Battleford. Um, so I was there for about a year. That was my first ever radio stop. And I was, nice. God, I was young and bad. And but As a good teenager, enough, you were on the radio? Yeah, I was 19 when I started in That's in, in North Battleford. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was doing like Civic Center. Yeah, well, oh, I yeah. got to, I got to do I was it's primarily news, right? Like because kind of got to start in news to get your feet wet, right? And uh, I got to do like some sports reports, and then I got to do a little bit of color on like the SJHL broadcasts, and that was cool for me. But mostly, like I was going to like town council meetings, like it was, <laughs> you know. But that's you got to pay your dues. <laughs> And so I got actually a news job in Red Deer. And so I moved up markets. And, uh, and then very quickly, I was able to transition to sports. There. So I covered the Rebels for six years. So my, it was coming off the lockout. So my first year in Red Deer was Dion Phaneuf's last year. And that was a sick year, right? Because right. you had Phaneuf in Red Deer. You know, you had uh, Ladd and Getzlaff in Calgary. And they would have, like, remember that awesome world junior team, all those guys would have been in the show. Brent Seabrook right. was in Lethbridge. Shea Weber was in Kelowna. Um, was it Cam Barker in Medicine Hat at the time? Yeah. Cam Barker was in Medicine Hat. And uh, so that was, so that was that, that last year of that era. And then, then after that, um, actually the team wasn't very good. Uh, it was really fun covering the rebels, but I think in my five next years, I think they made the playoffs once. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so there was some pretty good players that went through like, 
you know, James Reimer and Brandon Sutter and Martin Hansel was there. Oh, yeah. And uh, and then right when I was leaving, that's when they got Dumba. They got that's when they drafted Nuge uh, and, you know, Saskatchewan boy from Bybank, Brett Ferguson. You guys, right. you guys know, know him. And um, and so right to Alex Petrovic. So right at the end, there was some NHL guys that came through and I saw basically I saw Nuge's rookie year and then I moved to Calgary uh, to work for Sportsnet there. So but 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 honestly, to answer your question, covering the Rebels, even though they didn't win a ton of games when I was there. It was awesome. It's a, it's a real family organization. Uh, I met some awesome people there, you know, Cam Moon, who's now the voice of the Oilers, you know, you know, the Sutters are still friends of mine. And, uh, Brent was awesome. Kind of as a young punk kid, uh, Brent actually put me in my place a couple of times, which is a little intimidating, but I, but I, uh, but I admire him for it. <laughs> That's awesome. I should, I should save this for questions from the gallery, but who's your favorite WHL team, Red Deer or Regina? Oh man, Red. Or I, I'm other. A, I, no, I'm a I'm a rebel guy. I'll always okay. be I'll always be a Ryder fan. Like that that is uh that's kind of in the blood. Like I can't change that. But no, I I would say I I really like the Rebels. And then I I covered the Hitmen for a couple of years. And there's a lot of good people in that organization too. So yeah, Red Red Deer and Cavell Brendel. Oh man, yeah. He Brendel. decided he just he was faced with like the decision. And I actually I don't know what I would do either. But he's like it's like because he was, I think, fourth overall to the Rangers and was like, do you want, like, to make millions of dollars or do you want to, like, just eat macaroni and hot dogs? <laughs> and, then, and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll take the hot dogs. Like, you know, he was just out of shape. And, yeah, but he was scoring 60 goals, man, for the Hitman. He was awesome. He was nasty. Yeah, oh, yeah he was gross. Andrew, yeah, you mentioned you're living now in Edmonton. You're shacked up there. Uh, I was just there. I actually just got back yesterday from seven days. So I was coaching the Brick team. Oh, nice. um yeah what an event that is Man, those those kids are getting so good it's unbelievable like, like young kids are so good it's crazy and like to be honest we didn't uh have the success we wanted to but to see just how they competed and the other, the other teams like connecticut and minnesota like it was these kids are wild so anyways but we we're there for the tournament it was a great week um man i, I always love going to edmonton it's such a fun city so much things to do and but when I was in the mall for seven days, like I was like, get, get me out of here. Like I, I think I shopped twice. I then went to Lulu once and I went to some shoe place. I mean, walk us through, like just kind of what you're, you're up to now in Edmonton and obviously you're doing the pod, but I mean, what's it like there? Well, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. I haven't spent a lot of time here. Like when I went to college, um, after, uh, Saskatchewan, my family moved to Edmonton. So this is kind of, I've always come here for like Christmases and, I'll come here for a week in the summer and golf with my dad or whatever, but I've never lived in Edmonton, even though I have some friends here and some family. And then uh, I, I did love, like, I really like the city of Vancouver. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world, but it's fucking expensive. It's crazy. And it rains so, all the time. And it rains all the time. And so when, when I got canned, um, I could have sat in Vancouver, but I was like, oh, man, I'm paying like three grand a month for rent. I just got to get out of here and travel a little bit. And it was still COVID, which sucked, but otherwise I probably would have just been on a beach in Mexico or something. But I, um, so I came back to Edmonton just for the summer to hang out. And, you know, I hadn't seen my folks for a couple of years because of COVID. And so I, I just golfed a lot and I caught up with people and I, you know, I came to Saskatchewan and saw some buddies and, um, and then all of a sudden the summer was over and I had, you know, you know, less than half a year left on my, uh, <laughs> on, on my like contract kind of thing. And, but I, then I, you know, I, st I, I started seeing a girl here from St. Albert and started dating her and 
she's a hockey player actually. And, nice. um, and then the podcast opportunity came up and I just decided to, to settle here for, for the time being. I mean, you never know what the future holds, right? I could move anywhere, but yeah. So right. for now I'm at Edmonton and just working on the podcast day and night kind of thing. So aside from chasing hockey players around, you said you, you played a lot of golf in Edmonton. Where are you playing at? Uh, kind of all over. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, I, I lived in, in Toronto for a while and Vancouver for a while, like four years each. And, and they're amazing world-class cities with tons to do and pro sports and mountains and all that kind of stuff. But people are just not as friendly as they were, you know, in Saskatchewan and, and the prairies. It's just fact, right? People are cold. It's hard to make friends. It's hard to date, all that kind of stuff. And then so I come to Edmonton and I've never, I don't know if I even really want to be here, right? It's just kind of like I'm looking for the next stage in life. And I started playing hockey, you know, at, at a couple skates. Um, and I just met this like amazing group of boys like that are just like the best. And like, I'm not used to it. Everyone is like so friendly and going out for beers and, uh, you know, inviting you to play golf and play hockey. And, and that's been the best part. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the girl I date now is she's actually going to play over in uh, pro in Switzerland in, in the fall. She's leaving like a month. Nice. And uh, anyway, so I, I met her through hockey and then um, and then, you know, all the guys I'm golfing with now, I just met through these kind of casual skates. And so where am I playing? I'm just I'm kind of going wherever. Like I love playing out uh, at the ranch, uh, which is a public course up by Spruce Grove and couple of the guys are, are members at different privates. So I've, I've checked out, you know, the petroleum club and Glendale. Just so, yeah. The, the quarry is awesome. Um, in Edmonton, uh, Northern bear, uh, is sometimes hit or miss with the shape it's in, but there's some great courses out here, man. I just played the P club last on Sunday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it's a good course. 51 minutes of sleep had an absolute night. <laughs> so I was playing guilty, but man, I, and I played pretty good, but glt golf and this course was mint dude i was like in the back nine can get you though there's some holes there that oh boy oh yeah it's uh it's yeah nice, I, nice track. I played it i played it a couple weeks ago and it was the day after the canadian tour stop came right. through there so you couldn't find your ball in the rough the greens were lightning it was it was fun but frustrating that's for sure yeah they were quick too on sunday that's for sure sorry Troy. how is your golf game like are you competitive or just play for fun or well, I've always been kind of that classic, you know, I play when I can. I didn't play a ton in Toronto, like living downtown. I sold my car. It was, it was tough to get to courses sometimes. So, you know, you play five or six times a summer, but it's hard to get better. And then, but I love it, man. And then this last year, um, uh, this last year, you know, so last summer I probably played 70 rounds, which is most I've ever, ever played, but that's what I was doing. I was golfing every day. So um, I got down to about uh, an eight. Uh, I'm sitting at an 8.4 right now, which is, which is all right. Um, and then, uh, I got the big, uh, uh, Lacombe, Alberta men's open coming up, uh, nice. this weekend, which is fun. It's, it's, go. Oh, it's awesome. You guys got to come play it. It's, it's all, so it's this big, it's, it's, it's match play, but everything's in their flight and it's this big bracketed match play. And last year I went and, um, I was a little, I was a little nervous. So I lost my first two matches due to some dumb, stupid, dumb fucking decisions. Because uh, oh. match play is a different game, right? And uh, so, so this, yeah. So I've been playing lots, and I'm 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 still about an eight, but I'm motivated to go and win my flight this year. So we'll see. Is is that, that tournament is, handicapped or no? Well, yeah, just in your flights, your right? Flight? There's a cha there's a championship flight, and I think I'll be in probably the second or third flight, which okay. is anywhere from probably the seven to the nines. We got we got to do a home and home play the Lacombe and the uh, Lobstick. 
Where's the lobstick? Waskasu. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta play that. That's oh, a gong show. I would no, I would love to come out. I came out last. I was out last summer for a couple of weeks, and I, I played the Wascana and Regina like four or five times because a buddy's there, and it's <laughs> like it's. It, it's it's nice like don't get me wrong but people at Wascana like act like it's like fucking augusta and it's like it's okay like come on like it's all right but oh Waskasu is different though it's up oh, in the, yeah. yeah 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 it's all up birch, north i don't know if the, you played there all the, yeah the birch trees and everything right yeah uh well yeah there's every oh, i'm thinking sorry i'm thinking kenosi or is that the that place is nice too yeah Kenosi's sweet won the mid i'm there not a big deal <laughs> oh look at you guys you guys are probably scratching pluses and i'm talking here like in my eighth no you'd be a hell of a two-man partner though you just oh yeah eight's eight's perfect that's eight's right in my wheelhouse number. that's a good number there matt match is hard for me though because i i i just get a lot of pars which is good for golf but there's not a lot of birdies there and it's tough to win match play for me because i never blow up and yeah but a two-man match though like for me that like i'm a plus 0.1 and you're an eight so you made 14 at 18 holes you made 14 pars how many of those holes are you making par net birdie right yeah i suppose right yeah thank you for coming out boys <laughs> so okay i want to touch on the the podcast now and then go on your questions from the gallery because we jumped around the golf there we know that you're an eight handicap sam Egger. uh you 8. play 8. everywhere 8. 4, 8. according 8. to golf according to golf canada <laughs> okay Running your own golf po- or your own podcast, right? The Hedge. Where did the idea come from? You know, obviously, I kind of understand now why you decided to do one. But walk us through it. The name, like, did you watch Over the Hedge once, and you're like, "Oh, this is a cool name." Like, it's named the Hedge. <laughs> like, um, yeah, walk us through the the podcast, man. Well, the name's a funny story. Um, you know, I, I tried doing in my year away from the microphone. I I I took like this career transition course and stuff, and I was kind of in these meetings and I was trying to figure out, you know, something else to do, like where, where was my skill sets? Cause I, you know, I was like, maybe I'm done with broadcasting. Like it, you know, kick me in the ass right. at the end. And, and, and I hated it. And I was just like, you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm, this is what I do. Like, this is my life. It's what I've sunk 20 years in. So I got to keep doing it. Right. So uh, my good friend, Ryan Jesperson, um, you know, has a, his podcast called the real talk. He's a superstar. And, uh, and he's been telling me for a while, even when I was at sports and he's like, you got to launch a, a sports podcast under my umbrella. So that's what I'm doing, which is nice because the infrastructure is kind of in or place there. a little bit, you right. know, and some foundation and so that, there. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like I don't got to buy $6,000 video cameras, like they're already there. And, um, and so, uh, I wanted to do a, a podcast. I wanted to have like, still have opinions because no one has opinions anymore working in media. And uh, sports betting has exploded and I have an element of sports betting to it. Um, but it's not like the thing is, it's been weird because I man, I love betting on sports. Like that's what's kept me a fan sport uh, betting on sports and fantasy sports. Right. Like my hockey pool team or whatever. And uh, and so now you see like whatever, you can't swing a dead cat without seeing a sports betting ad. And it's a little overkill. But it's weird to me because everyone's like, it's legal. It's legal. But I've been betting on sports for 25 years. It's like just get an online account. Like it's not fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people don't know that. Right. So, um, I've been betting on sports a, a long time. It doesn't mean I make money at it, but I know, at least I know what I'm doing. Right. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, we have that, that, uh, that component to the podcast. I have guys on, we make our picks and stuff like that. I have a sports book sponsor, cool bet. Um, but in terms of the name, 
Uh, I wanted something that had a, a bit of a sports name or a bit of a gambling, you know, type connotation. It's funny because I remember years ago, I was at a casino in Vancouver um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and my buddy and I were there and we saw this old Chinese guy, he's probably like 90 years old and he's, and he's walking, you know, kind of wandering around the casino as they do. And, and he had this black hat with white lettering and it just said, gambling <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he was wearing it ironically or what i just think he's like ah, it's my gambling hat he actually won it at like the vlts inside the casino yeah. here you go you want that yeah gambling in. and that guy was my, like my favorite guy and uh and so i told that story to my brother and he thought it was so funny and and i always talk about you know hedging my bets right like i'll, I'll bet on one side and then like i'll live bet the other side and try to find the room in the middle and so my brother for Christmas got me this hat, you know, the same type of lettering. It said hedge. Uh, and I thought that was funny. Anyway, so we're kind of brainstorming for names and, and I thought the hedge was kind of cool. So I just went with that. I like that. That's kind of cool. What, what's and, your... and I mean, to get a little deeper, it's the whole, the whole podcast game is kind of a hedge against mainstream media, right? So. Yeah, that and you're gambling on yourself, really. I mean, anyway, like you yeah. have to reach out. I mean, like not for you so much as it is like reaching out for guests, like because you've worked in the business for 20 plus years. Like for me, I'm just said, Hey, you want to come on the show? And they're like, who's this nerd? <laughs> yes, I will come on the show. So. Yeah. Best way to do it. Yeah. You've had some good guests. <laughs> what's, um, what's your go-to, like, do you gamble like at like casinos and stuff? Uh, oh man, I love, I, I love gambling. Like I love, <laughs> I love, I love everything. Like you, you name it. And, and, and I like it. I love the energy of casinos. Um, I would say my go-to is probably slots or is not slots. Sorry. My go-to is probably blackjack, obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, I'll even press all, the odd button. Viewers can't see this, but I think my eyes went silver dollar. I was like, slots. <laughs> Just dumping severance right in there. Oh man. Yeah. Probably too much, honestly, but no, I, I like, I like blackjack. Um, I believe okay, so this, this is what I believe. I don't know if you guys agree. I believe in taking your shot. Right. So like, let's say, let's say I go to the, you know, casino after hockey or something with buddies and you take a few hundred bucks and maybe you're up a few hundred bucks. Uh, if I have like 300 bucks profit in my pocket, the smart thing is probably just to leave, but I will take that shit and I will bet it on one number on roulette. Like I'm taking my shot with my profit. How's that worked out for you? No, not great. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. <laughs> but it, but it only takes one. So actually, so this week on the show, this week on the show, we're debuting a, a new segment because like, you know, we kind of anal analytically look at like, you know, bets. Like I think, uh, um, you know, tonight I was on like the Yankees to win by two at minus 122. Like, you know, just kind of like these, these smart value plays, but, we're, but we want to shoot for the moon. So we're going to start this new segment called Hail Mary. And so there'll be three of us and everyone has to pick a long shot and it has to be at least plus 500 odds. And we're going to parlay them all together. Nice. And, uh, and like one of these weeks we're going to hit it and it's going to go viral. But I, so I, I like those big long shots. I think they just fun. put like, like 20 bucks each on it. Exactly. Yeah. So like mine this week is, um, and I actually think it's a pretty good bet, but the draft is coming up Thursday and you know, I had Sam Cosentino on the pod this week and he's like the Canadians, he's like, they're not taking right. Like he doesn't think they're going to take Shane, right. And so then there's two guys, there's the, the kid from, uh, Slovakia or Czech or whatever. Svechkovsky. Mm -hmm. And then there's Logan Cooley, Cooley yeah. GM knows. So I'm like, Logan Cooley is like 20 to one to go first overall. So that's my long shot. Like sign me up. I thought I saw oh. a tweet today saying that they're, they're drafting Shane, Wright. I don't think so. Well, unless something changed today, 
Everyone, everyone kind of like assumes they're drafting right, but I don't think they are either. Truly is good too, though. I liked him a lot. Yeah. A- Andrew, if if you need uh, during college football season, you want some long shots, I'll come on your show. I will. I'll take that, man. I know more about college football than NHL. I guarantee it. I have a bit of a blind spot for college football, just because, like, like man, try having try having a social life and try uh, you know like dating someone when like my my Sunday like sorry Sunday's my day. I'm watching football until my eyes fall out, and I just have never been able to like be like, hey, and I'm doing that Saturday and Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And That's Saturday goes. Yeah. Saturday goes I, from like freaking eight a.m. with college game day until like midnight with well, the yeah, west coast a, game there's a team in hawaii like come on oh yeah well they'll yeah. come on at like midnight yeah and it's why like i man i i know that i'd like f1 and i know that i'd love college football but like i can only watch so much stuff you know yeah that's why you just got to have me on <laughs> there it is i'll get your picks man i'll do it boom Andrew, I want to just quickly add down the podcast. Obviously, the storyline you talk about some, you know, betting and whatnot. Uh, you've had some unbelievable guests. Um, you know, obviously, you talk hockey and sports with these these guys and girls. And you know, you know, kind of what's uh, you know what's been one of your best interviews thus far. And you know, kind of where do you see the the future of the podcast going? Well, like the the podcast kind of has three parts, right? And and the first part is kind of just me, and I get to say what I think a little bit. And the second part's the interview, and the third part is you know we make our picks for for bets, and that's only like probably you know ten minutes, just a little part. Um, but as far as the interviews go, what I've really enjoyed is you know, I made a lot of good relationships over my career, and and people know these people as TV personalities or radio personalities or sports personalities, and. I I've enjoyed like talking about real shit with them, like in their, their life and like their background and um, you know, how they came uh, to be in, in their position and also things they struggle with, you know? And like, I, I, I had a real good chat with Ray Ferraro and he was talking about um, you know, he was always for years and years, he was so fiery and argumentative because he, he broadcasted and lived his life. Like he played the game, right. He's always right. fighting to stay in the league or whatever. And, and he kind of was honest and he was just like, you know, a couple of years ago, like it was just running me down. And like his wife is Cami Granado. And, and she basically was like, you have to make a change. And he was talking about that and it was real life stuff, you know? And, cool. you know, like even when, you know, I know you guys had Duffy on and he came on with me. And I, I remember, um, I remember when, when Rogers got the big NHL package, um, you know, so they kind of stole it from TSN and, and all of a sudden, you know, Duffy wasn't hosting the, the big stuff anymore. And Rogers offered him like the king, like the king seat, right? Like you will be the guy. And Duffy said, no, thanks. And signed an extension with TSN. And I remember thinking at the time, like, like, what, like, what is he doing? Right? right. Like you have the world, you've worked your whole life and it's right there. Why didn't you take it? And then, you know, as I get older, I, I kind of, I understand why he didn't like, you can get yeah. paid great money to work less and spend time with your family. It doesn't matter how many TVs you're on. And, and I don't know James that well, but I got to ask him that question. Right. And so I, that's what stuff that I've enjoyed with the podcast so far. That's awesome, man. Tori, is it time to go to this questions from the gallery? I think it is. Sponsored by Rubber Co. Rubber Co. was founded in 2021, made out of 100% recycled tires, and has tons to offer. We offer rubber parking blocks, speed bumps, gym flooring, matting, and now our new hockey devices. Check out the website at www.rubberco.com or can follow us on social media at Rubber Co. And can call as well, 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber.
always the right rubber. Yeah. Words to live by. Andrew. All right, Andrew, I got, I, I'm going first here, Drew. You go for it. What's your favorite golf course in the Toronto area? Uh, my favorite golf course in the Toronto area. I mean, the boy, the big ones I haven't played. I didn't get to play St. George's. I would say my favorite one that I that I did play was uh, Wooden Sticks. I've never heard of that. It it is a course that they have like four or five holes that recreate famous holes, like seventeen, oh, like seventeen at TPC and Amen Corner nice. and things like that. Yeah. That's Although sweet. I played, I went up to Muskoka and I played Ovenbird, and that is a that is a I believe it's top twenty in Canada right now. That was a really nice course too. That'll work. righty. best story you've broken. Uh, you know what's funny is that I I've broken a lot of hockey stuff. I'm not really an insider, but like you know enough guys, and you get like right place, right time. Um, but the biggest story I've ever broken, uh, believe it or not, was a baseball uh, story, and uh, I'm not really connected in baseball i love baseball i covered baseball but i don't know guys right but i know you know a couple guys that played and a couple canadian guys and one of them was a reliever out of calgary his name was jim henderson and he was pretty good with the brewers and and so you know i got to know him pretty well so we text once in a while and i'm working in toronto and i just texted him randomly one day like hey like what's up like how you doing he was training or whatever and he uh basically was like uh, he, he, he was like, he's like, Hey, uh, interesting that you text me. He's like, I'm training with this guy and he was just traded to Toronto. And so he's just trying to figure out like what the deal is. And I was like, who are you like, who? And he's like, Marco Estrada. Uh, and so I like kind of, I didn't double source it, which is kind of stupid, but I, I just tweeted, I was like the blue Jays have acquired Marco Estrada for Adam Lynn. That's and, bold. uh, yeah. And uh, of course it was, and I was like, I was so early on it. I was the only guy and like all the big boys in the States, like Jason Stark and all these guys, it later got broken and a lot of them didn't attribute it to me, but it was my scoop. It was my story. And it kind of like, not that it had anything to do with it, but like everyone was like, it was a minor deal. And everyone's like, this guy gave up more home runs than anybody in the national league. But then like a year and a half later, Estrada is beasting in the playoffs. Right. And I was always kind of like, I always felt I was attached to him a little bit. Absolutely. And you bet on yourself, the hedge. There it is. Yeah. That's, that's sick. I love it. Tori. Yeah. It was funny. All right. Uh, the, uh, of the songs on your phone, what, uh, what would you like kind of the, what's, what's an embarrassing song you have on the phone? Not embarrassing, like one that you like, but some people would think is lame. Anything T Swift, man. T Swift. Oh, okay. yeah. The whole catalog, everything. I love it. Yeah, T Swift and some Elton John, both. I do like some Elton John. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like that guy. Oh, he's deadly. Uh, okay. Oh, I have some good ones here. Favorite person to interview. Uh, my favorite person to and interview. And that, that doesn't include podcasting. That includes like your 20, 30, 25 years prior. Oh, okay. Uh, boy, my favorite interview. You know what? My favorite interview ever was Norm McDonald. He's like. He's like my guy. I love, I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. Um, not many celebrity deaths have gotten me like just kind of where you feel like, you know, the guy and whatever, but Norm was one of them. I think Kobe was for a lot of people. Roy Halladay for me was a big one. Um, but, uh, years ago working in Calgary, we had a lot of comedians on the show because yuck yucks was our sponsor of our morning show. So we had a lot of cool guys in the studio, like Gilbert Gottfried and, uh, 
you know, uh, just a bunch of guys, but Norm McDonald on the phone, not in person, but on the phone, he joined our show one time and, and he was, he did that whole like unfunny thing, but that's still funny. And, and yeah. if you, and if you didn't know his style, you'd be like, that interview was terrible, but everything he said just cracked me up. It was so funny. Man, hold on. Before, before Tory grows, I kudos to comedians, man. Like <clears throat> for them to stand up there and just go and like do it. And that's, I, I love comedians and I, I love watching stand up. I mean, on Netflix more or less nowadays, I haven't been to yep. one in a long time, but yep. God, like, you know, kudos to them because that's yeah. a lot of work. And-, and you, and you know, like it's, and it's kind of the, the, the world we live in. They know that people are going to be gunning for them. Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. And, they, and they make, and they make jokes anyway. I love having Norm McDonald just like never laughed really. He just like talked and it was just hilarious. But my favorite Norm bit uh, was probably he was, it was the roast. Uh, it was, it was one of those Comedy Central roasts. Uh, oh God. And he was, and it was the Bob Saget roast, I think. And, <laughs> and he did the whole bit where he just went up and bombed on purpose for five minutes. And every joke was like so bad that it just got funnier and funnier and funnier because like no one was laughing and then everybody was laughing just because he was so bad on purpose. Like it's brilliant stuff. Do you ever, uh, did you ever listen to John Panette or uh, yeah, John Panette? No. Is it John Panette? Sounds made up. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Okay. never mind. He's a wicked good comedian. Um, Top, top, give me your top three movies of all time. Uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a, um, it's kind of the same genre. Like I love the Scorsese stuff. So I love the departed. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Obviously Goodfellas <laughs> is in there. You know, one of my favorite movies is though, is uh, I think it's the best action movie of all time, but it's Mad Max Fury Road. Like, and it's, and it's kind of old now, but it's still so good and so yeah. unique. Yeah. I love it. I think we're best friends because Departed is definitely my top three. What'd you say? You only said two, right? No, he uh, said three. Departed, Goodfellas, and, and Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. And my favorite comedy is probably Super Bad. I still, I've seen it, I think, 50 oh, times. I still oh, crack up. Yeah. That, oh, we did, that's a whole other podcast. We should yeah. just have a movie podcast story. People don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Would you be that mistake? Okay, um, Andrew, uh, funniest interview and worst interview. Uh, funniest interview. I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll throw I'll throw Norm there. Uh, I remember, but there's like some weird interviews, and as long as you have like a good co-host that you can kind of like side eye each other. But I remember, remember Morris Lukowicz played for the Winnipeg Jets back in the day, like in the in those like Thomas Steen days, Dave Babich, like those '80s Jets teams that always lost to the Oilers. Anyway. He was in town in Calgary doing some sort of um, I've had a couple like this too. He was doing some sort of promotion and like some of those guys, whether it's CTE or whether it's just, you know, who knows, you know, Coke or whatever, they just like lose their minds and like they're weird people. And he was in promoting some sort of thing. And he was like, like he started like mid interview. He started like beating on his chest and was like telling us how like, you want to like start your kickstart your heart or something. And we were like, this guy is fucking nuts. And, uh, and so that was funny. We laughed so hard. And then when it was the same type of deal, and for him, it was probably because he was just doing rails his whole career. But in, in Toronto, so the Jays were going on their run in 2015. 
And so like we had all the, this alumni coming in studio, which was cool, right? There'd be like Alomar and, you know, speaking of getting canceled, but you know, Joe Carter and all these guys coming through and Kelly Gruber came in. I was like, wow, this is going to be great. Like, I love Kelly Gruber, man. That guy was the coolest in 92 and 93. And so he, so he comes in and Gruber is just like, like years of drug abuse caught up with him because he was like off the planet. And, you know, so I'm, you know, it was hilarious because I'm like, this guy doesn't know what year it is. Like, let alone should be doing an interview on, on the fan 590. And I remember Did being he still like, have a sick mullet. Oh yeah. He looked like, he just looked like old Kelly Gruber and he's Perfect. like from, he's from like the deep South kind of thing. Right. And so, and he Nothing was, wrong with that. so this is 2015. So Alex Anthopoulos is the GM and John Gibbons is the manager. And he was like, I just got to say, he's like, you know, we talk a lot about the players, but he's like, he's like, you got to give the credit to Cito and Beast, Cito Gaston and Paul Beeston. It's like, dude, those guys haven't worked for the team in 15 years. <laughs> and he thought like, he still thought they were the manager and the GM. It's like, oh man, you are out to lunch. That was funny. I got a good laugh. And meanwhile, like the text line of like doing the show and like Twitter, everyone's like, does he think Cito Gaston is still the manager of the Blue Jays? Talk it was funny. Holy shit. What was the second one? That was the funniest. What was the second one? The worst. worst. Interview. Well, yeah, same thing. Funniest yeah. and, and worst. <laughs> I, I remember uh, I, there was only one guest I kind of like hung up on. And that was Ryan Kessler, like in like the, the height of his like, I'm an asshole days. And I'm sure Ooh. it was an act. I think he like, he was like trying to, he was trying to be difficult. And finally it was like, okay, like you're not interested in this. So I'll see you later. And then I remember like ripping him after he hung up. But like looking back on it, he's just playing his role too, you know. Wait, so you hung up or he hung up? Uh, I said goodbye, and then he was like, "Okay, bye." Like you know, didn't he didn't want to be there? I didn't want him to be there, you know. I like it. Wow, stand your yeah. ground. All right, I got I got one more, and and then I'm done. So I'm talking about favorite, not necessarily best, or it could be both. Give me a, a starting lineup for an NHL team doesn't have to be this like your all-time draft team it could be fucking Doug Gilmore right right okay I I can do this um so my favorite player growing up was I mean don't get me wrong I love Gretzky but he's like a little before my time I watched Kings Gretzky so I'll kind of go from when I was a kid so Doug Waite is my center um great style great passer Ton flop. Um, oh yeah. Oh man. I would love when he would bring the puck up the ice in the power play and he'd be like two zones away from the nearest opponent and he's still head taken. Like I loved it. And that backwards skating goal he scored. Oh my god. Yeah. And his tongue touching the ice while he's skating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big tongues, jersey tuck, uh, belt loop, like just flapping in the breeze, like awesome. White boots, black yeah. tuck. Um, I will put on the wing as much as I, I grew up an Oilers fan. So as much as this guy killed us, I still loved watching him play, but Mike Medano on the wing, uh, just a beautiful skater. And I was, I got to play in one of, you know, those like Alzheimer's like pro-ams or whatever. So one year I played in Toronto and he had just retired from Detroit. So he's like still prime shape NHL uh, wearing his Red Wings gear, Mike Medano. And he was like flying on the wreck ice. That was awesome to see. Uh, so Doug Waite, Mike Medano, um, on the wing, I'm going to go, I know you guys have had him on. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys in the world. Colby Armstrong, good Saskatchewan boy. Uh, somehow he, uh, he lucked his way into 40 points playing on Crosby's wing and has been coasting on it ever since. Uh, but he's not, but he's not afraid to throw him. and I got to protect, uh, Dougie and Mike. So I'll throw Colby Armstrong on the wing. 
um, on D. If you don't have this defenseman on the left side, I'm going to be pissed. I already, <laughs> I already know who it's going to be now. If it's not him, I'm rattled. Uh, okay. Uh, on, on D. Oh, I don't best actually ever. don't, I actually don't know who you're going with. Um, best one ever. Of, one of the best ever, if not. Well, I mean, I, I, I love Paul Coffey. That's not who you're talking about. Oh, Nick um, Lindstrom. Oh yeah. That guy's, that guy's sick. No, you <laughs> no, know what? I said favorite, not best. Yeah. Uh, favorite. Through. You yeah. want to win the game or want to lose? Well, Doesn't no matter. favorite. Okay. So it I'm could going be Jamie I'm, McCown. Yeah. I'm taking a bad pick here. So I'm, I'm, I love my hockey pool team, right? Like I I'm in this long time keeper league for 20 years. It's, it's ridiculous. Wow. And I drafted when he was playing in Saskatoon, I drafted a young Mike green. And those two years that he was running that Caps power nice. play and was scoring 30 goals is the most fun I've ever had watching someone I owned in fantasy hockey. 80 points, 30 goals, like playing with Ovi and Semen and the, like just a super stud. So I'll have Mike Green, even though he couldn't play a lick of D, I'll have Mike Green on the one side. And on the other side, um, on the other side, I'll take the guy who, uh, who my game resembles the most. I'll take Oleg Tevardoski. The soft, did not soft, see that coming. Soft, smooth skating, puck moving <laughs> D, and and in between the pipes, in between the pipes, I'll take uh, um, one of my one of the guys I respect the most for getting what he has out of his career in uh, is James Reimer, who I covered in Red Deer. Damn it! I was gonna I was gonna guess you said Cujo because that's what I thought <laughs> you said. You're an Oilers fan, and well, then you yeah. live in Toronto. I did. Yeah, I did. I did like Cujo, but then I remember I, I interviewed him in Toronto and he was promoting pistachios. I don't know why. And I found him to be a little weird. And I was like, ah, I kind of wish I hadn't met Cujo, honestly. Mine would have been Don Beaupre. Yeah. Maybe Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim okay, Carrey. Yeah. Let's, uh, okay. Now Honor, honorable mention. I love this game, by the way. Sorry. Honorable mention to Darcy Tucker, oh. who's the, who's the man. Um, and honorable mention to, uh, uh, my favorite player in the NHL today is Brad Marchand. How about Darcy Hordachuk? I loved him when he played for the Blades. Hamsack, right? Uh, I'm not sure where he's from, Cam but he was a shit kicker. Yeah, did you say Mike good. Green played for Saskatoon, or did you drafted him when you were in Saskatoon? No, I drafted him when he was in junior with the Blades. Like, I drafted him in the Fantasy League. Mike Green played for the Blades? He absolutely yeah. did. Wow. Yeah. Means you're pretty solid in my stats. Okay, but he never nice. like, but he but he didn't like. He was a, fir- I think he was a first rounder, but like late first round, and he never made World Juniors. And he was like, he was an offensive guy, but then like his best, his best hockey. He was one of those guys that like late bloomer. It, well, in, in the like, some guys are better in the NHL than they are in the American League, right? Like right. I remember Kevin Shattenkirk. He was a first round pick, fifteenth overall, and he's playing for Colorado's farm team. And look at his numbers. He played like 20 games in the A, didn't even have a point, like not even an assist, like brutal. And people are like, this guy's a fucking bust. And yeah. then there's injuries. They call him up to Colorado, like 50 points, never goes back to the minors as long as he lives. And, and he was basically like, yeah, like, and I've had guys too that are like, man, playing in the NHL is easy if you like, if you like can move the puck because guys are where they're supposed to be. In the American League, everyone's running around and trying to take yeah. your head off and like, you move the puck up the wing and guys can't handle passes. And some guys are just better at the NHL than, than any other level. Did Mike Green like, play like on that? <laughs> did Mike Green play on that team with like class then? I'm trying to figure out when he played. When is, he played for Washington and Red Wings. 
No, I know Mike Green is now, but he oh. on the blades. Did he play with Klassen and like Zahn and Rabbit and those guys? Uh, no, Wait. I think he would have been before that because he would have been like an 03 draft. He, he, I think he was, he might have been with Rabbit, maybe, or maybe right before him. I think he would have been before. Well, so Wacy, Wacy won the Mem Cup with the Giants in 06. So right. yeah, Wacy might have been like a 16. Yeah, because he was 20 in Van. Yeah. 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 Shit, I didn't know that, but Mike Green, that's cool though. I, I like that guy a lot. Sick ton flop too. Oh yeah. Big and shot, big one timer. And he's all steez. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I had one last question. Oh, how many hole ones do you have? I have two, actually. <laughs> uh just lucky. But that's hole in ones, right? They're lucky. Actually, you want to know a funny story about my my second hole in one is I was telling like I got in shit sometimes for things I would say. And I took a run on the air at Dan Carcillo because he's always trying to cancel everybody. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really plan it. I think he's a total wild card and I don't respect him, but I had, I, I, I had this, I didn't plan it, but I had this rant because he was suing junior hockey again for God, God knows what. And, uh, and on the air, I, I went on this big rant about how Dan Carcillo like should probably, you know, like glass houses kind of thing. Right. And uh, anyway, so the internet got a hold of it. And basically, then all of a sudden, I was shaming abuse victims. That was my thing. And so it was this big deal. And he threatened to sue me and lawyers were involved. And it's just one of those things that always happens. And um, so the weekend hit and I was talking to like lawyers and Sportsnet PR and they were like, hey, they're like, let's just see if this blows over because people just move on. Right. And it didn't. Um, And so I got up in the morning and I went golfing on a Sunday uh out near Vancouver with some buddies my phone is in my golf bag and uh, I was just hoping that this thing would just like move on and not blow blow the fuck up um because like if enough people are talking about it you start trending then obviously you know sports has to do something about it right and so we're on like uh the front I think it's hole eight and I hit my shot on this par three and it comes back down the hill and goes in hole in one amazing right so the guys are cheering or whatever and I go in my bag grab my phone to take a picture and I open my phone. I'm like, Oh fuck. Like just my life is blowing up. And so I couldn't even enjoy it. Uh, I couldn't even enjoy it. I got suspended and like, everyone is like, you know, somehow I, I didn't get fired, but um, anyway, I didn't, couldn't even finish the round, which technically means it doesn't really count, but I had to leave. I'm like, hey, guys, I got to get out of here. I got some calls to make. So I couldn't even enjoy my hole in one. Oh, so that's, that's sucks. what cancel culture did. It took it away from me. The old, the old ace and out. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even finish the round, but I have a little hole in one flag from Pagoda Ridge. I've never heard of a, a, a trunk slam after a hole in one. So that's a kick in the dick, but yeah, it was bad. Um, Andrew, man, this has been fun today. Uh, we appreciate your time and I, I hope we can do this again. Cause I think we'll, we'll have you on again. And I mean, obviously we have a, a gambling uh, sponsor as well. So we'll have to bet 99, bet 99. Yeah. We'll, casino, we'll casino Regina. Yeah. No, <laughs> No, we try and stay. Uh, what's that? What's that saying? Don't uh, don't eat where you shit. Is that what they say? Don't shit where you eat. It's all fun and games. Casino yeah. Regina. It's yeah. all fun and games. The city that runs yeah. is fun. Uh, yeah, Andrew, man. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on today. This is a lot of fun. Um, this isn't a drop today as it's been dropped already, but yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, we can do it again. Hey, anytime, boys. Always, uh, always make time for for good Saskatchewan guys. We'll see you on the golf course. Let's play soon.
Lost Mountain Distilleries. Spring seasonal releases are here. They have a ton of great options for this spring and summer, like Hibiscus Lime Vodka, Sweet Tea Vodka, Local Coconut Vodka, and Local Watermelon Vodka. With the nice weather coming, it's time to get out on the patio and enjoy a taste of Saskatchewan from Lost Mountain Distillery, Saskatchewan's first micro distillery. Keep an eye out for the ready-to-drink beverages, Raspberry Mojito, Gin Fizz, and Mango Seltzer, which are coming soon. Can't make it out to the distillery in Lumsden? No problem. Their products are available online or at most retailers across the province. Head to lastmountaindistillery.com to learn more. Alrighty, there it is. Episode 124 with Andrew Walker. Um, man, this this guy was he was good, man. He's he's awesome. He he reached out a while back, you know, wanted to come on, and he's a sasty boy, you know, born in Nippon, raised in oh boy, oh beer, oh beer, Saskatchewan. Um, you know, oh beer, oh beer, a Molson product. Um, you know, he 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 just he's good at what he does and it's too bad that some of those people that are in the media you know lost jobs because they're you know they save money or whatever but man he's good and he's a great voice like it was hard to like it's hard to talk to those guys because like they're they went to school for it for a living you know and us, us plumbers are just kind of pigeon around you know hey uh what's it like to interview this guy you know what i mean like we're just not like those guys or girls so Kudos to him. Great interview. Comes on, talks to us, and has a lot of stories for us. You know, and, and we talked about it a little bit, but and and he didn't like the term cancel culture. But it, it's sad that, you know, these guys get to where they are because they have opinions and stuff, and then they give their opinion, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you, well, you can't say that. Like what do we do we just want to all be vanilla? Do we just wanna uh did you have a good game tonight? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, good answer. Like well, fuck let's Yeah, and I think it goes back to that old saying, like I use it all the time in the in the hockey dresser. Guys, nobody's perfect. That'd be a pretty boring world. But that's like, almost what that cancel culture, that zero point zero one percent is trying to get everyone to do like he said with one answer about like you know you could have 50 likes and one person say they're offended and it's like oh you're done like what 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 are we talking about here yeah so i don't know like i I thought he's a great great guest he had lots of information he's he's crushing right now with that the hedge podcast it's not from over the hedge it's it's actually obviously you would have heard it now but it's a great He's a great interview, great stories, and um, you know he's a smooth, puck-moving defenseman that he said, and you know humble brag, and um, yeah, man, he loves to gamble. He did not leave that out of there. Loves nope. to gamble. So, yeah. Hey, so he kind of he kind of stepped in on. <laughs> you said something, Drew, and I, I'm going to shred you here a little bit. Okay. You you were talking about. And I can't remember the player's name, but you said he was the hard. It was a Regina Pat, hardest 
fastest skater in warm-up in any sport. I know. I know. I, I as soon as I said it, I'm like, fuck. As soon when as I you said, said it, in any sport, I was like, what? There's not a baseball player that skates harder. <laughs> I know. I'm such an idiot. But as soon LeBron as LeBron James like, skates harder, for sure. I was like, oh, like the only other sport that would have mattered in was speed skating. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, you blew it on that one, Drew. But no, I definitely, as soon as I knew you were going to say that because I was like, fuck, as soon as I said it. But um, <laughs> Hobbs I was the fastest, hardest working skater in hockey warmups. There you go. Uh, that That's what grinds my gears is getting my, see, right there. A lot of times those professional radio guys, girls don't get those things wrong. You know why? They have a prompter telling them what's going on. Boom, roast. We don't. Except for James Duffy. He goes off script. It's unbelievable. Okay, where are we going with this? Days two and three, or I guess day two would be right now at the Junior Provincials for all boys and girls of all ages at the Royal Regina. Check it out. Great track, you know. I'm sure the I'm sure Lance has the the greens buzzing right now out there. So I'm gonna try and go watch a little bit. And then next week we're up in Prince Albert. Paradise. Um Yeah, buddy. Another good week though. No. Well, good luck. First of all, good luck to all the uh ladies and gents playing at the Royal this week. Uh if you're listening. Hope you you guys all have fun and, and play good. Never did down yourselves. Always move forward. Uh, we gotta mention that last mountain distillery, Molson Coors, TaylorMade Golf, uh, Cutter and Buck, sick. Bet ninety nine. What else? David's Indoor Golf, Timberstone. What else is there, Tori? Rubberco, Rubberco, Rapid Lawn, Perfect Turf. You name it. Uh, we'll talk about the podcast. Tori, well, I can't wait to see you. Remind me, please text me to, to bring down some some bottle of booze for you from Last Mountain Distillery. Um, do. I shall do that for you. I hope it. I hope they just go. Hey, you know what? Drew and Tori should play together and put us in the two sum. I hope so. Clark, Clark, Clark might be listening. He might be able to pass that on to Brian. That'd be sick. But um, I'll, I'll text Brian. Okay, I don't have his direct number, but. Um, one, one last quickie. Uh, I don't know how many, this is sorry to be a downer here. Uh, how many people were very close with my mom that, that, um, listen to the show, but, uh, we're having a celebration of life Saturday at one o'clock, one to three in Saskatoon. So, and I can't remember the funeral whole name, but. Um, it's just going to be a social, very casual thing. So if anyone feels the want, uh, contact me on Facebook or via text or whatever, and I'll get you the details. But yeah, absolutely. we got that going on Saturday after after the mid-am. Okay, buddy. Well, uh, you heard it here. Victoria Buzz. Um, I think that's it for the week, hey? I think so, buddy. All right. Well, uh, Tori, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. You're you're great for the show, so keep it up. Um, hopefully, get to get, talk to Turner next week and Troy. We need we, we need a foursome back in the pod. You know, we need all. Four yeah, we need we need a foursome big time. Yeah, <laughs> big time foursome. Uh, brought to you by Rubberco. Um, okay. <laughs> so, 
Okay, that's enough. Uh, episode 124, Andrew Walker. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. And Tori, you as well. Have a good week. Drive safe, safe travels, and we'll talk to everyone next week. Peace. See ya.